I guess. I guess podcasting really is rocket science. <laughs> <laughs> rocket science is just explosive plumbing. <laughs> it's just, it's a Hegelian synthesis between the plumber and diarrhea. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. As you can see with us, after a long hiatus, are, of course, Death and St. Helen. Hi. Oh. Hi, boys. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that we're at the edge of civil war, I, 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 Death, have returned in order to claim the souls of the fallen. Yeah, yeah. like that guy who took the, the balls to death. <laughs> yeah. He what, was really embarrassed. What did he supposedly actually die of? It's uh, <laughs> like a regular heart attack. Heart attack. Elect- That's what Snopes is saying. But Snopes' source is his wife. <laughs> That's that's who Snopes. Also, that's who no- Snopes' source is. Snopes is far guy. worse now. Huh? Like Snopes is far worse now. They used to be really good, but like they've now like they're neoliberal cucks now. That's so true. <laughs> that's so true. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> I told you I get crossfaded before episodes. <laughs> it's, it, the alcohol and the weed is hitting me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. <sighs> Welcome everyone. Gaze <laughs> upon what we brought and we brought back. <laughs> we've was we've done like t- full trash future. <laughs> um, welcome to Top Shop Economics, people. Um, things are fucked yeah, right now. States? The United States is in the chop shop. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is, this one was too big for the belt like garage, so the Chopper boys pulled it in for us, and they then they promptly left, and now we have to analyze the rack. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so now we will we will tear out the guts from this mechanical sheep, and we will foretell the future of... Of America, and dare I say it, the end of America. <laughs> Quite possibly. And oh boy, there's just fingers <sighs> crossed, huh? So much yeah. to filter through too. This is like fucking hell. <coughs> Shit, like the what's it? The that one chud who got trampled <coughs> while holding a no step on snake flag. Yeah, yeah. No steppy on me. No Steffi. No Steffi. <laughs> yes, Steffi. <laughs> Before okay, some shit lives Ellen. on Twitter says it, we're not celebrating the death of a human being. We're celebrating a hilarious death. That is of highly that. ironically <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my god. You can't write this shit. One does not simply walk it into the capital like, you know, one does not simply walk into Mordor. One 
but one can walk into the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and, and the only thing standing yeah. between the Senate and Slaughter was Officer Goodman. <laughs> yeah. Can can we apologize to Kojima? Kojima is right. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> let's just. Let's just be honest. Reality is chuny, and we just need to get over that. Reality is just super extra. Wait, does this imply that Kojima is gone? Just throwing this out there. Somebody can start a religion with that, but uh, just throwing this theory out there. Make sure to credit me. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, we need to compare, like... Like they're they're like Death Stranding had guys like Die Hardman, but like mm-hmm. isn't but the fucking but the but the head of the fucking Capitol Police was like his name is like Robert Monster, and <laughs> yeah. like the guy who like single handedly saved the Senate from an angry mob is called Eugene, which means well born Goodman. And it's just like, why, why even try? Why even try like writing ever again? Because real life is just—it's just more okay, okay, on the Hel- nose than like the most. Helen, like Helen, you know this better than anybody. Shakina is probably a shit poster. <laughs> Shakina is shit posting. <sighs> for for all the glory I'm out there. Shekinah is the imminent presence of God. Yeah. I think we <laughs> should... So Shekinah is ship hosting. I think we should probably... Like, we, we, we should have gotten used to this after they made Chad Wolf the head of the Department of Homeland Security. But, you or know. Rex Tillerman was, like, an energy guy in the Trump administration, too. Like, it's just... The, Rex Tillerman, an actual oil man from Texas named Rex Tillerman. And Chad... <coughs> I mean, like, it's it's too... Like, I feel like we've gone into, like, the very poorly written sequel. Like... <laughs> this is like, like Captain Planet shit. Loot and Plunder sounds much more, like, intelligent and witty than these pricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in case you oh uh, in case you have sustained a severe head injury and or have been and in solitary have, confinement for the past had no If you have, days, you know, welcome out of prison. Yeah. I'm glad or well, welcome out of like the hospital. I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're free. Like I'm welcome really, back to the real world. I'm really <laughs> upset that we're the ones who have to tell you this. But there was an attempted coup at the U.S. Capitol last mm-hmm. week, um, and that's what we're going to be talking about this episode. It's going to be uh, a Trumpist and QAnon angry mob just kind of walked in to the Capitol while Congress was in session, and they barely mm-hmm. evacuated in time. They literally <laughs> built a gallows on the lawn of Capitol Hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there were guys running around with zip ties in the Senate chambers being like, where are the guys that I was going to zip tie? It was an honest-to-God, like, lieutenant colonel. Oh my god. In body armor. Oh shit.
Yeah, yeah, we had a lieutenant uh, colonel try to arrest the Senate, so... Okay, can we talk about how there was a literal son of a Brooklyn Supreme Court judge who was at this fucking thing, looked like he, looking like he was blazed out on, like, LCD or mushrooms? Yeah, no, no I, I want to say that, like, that guy was, like... <laughs> tripping so hard and i love it and the best part is like he could have just been regular old disassociating you know like that's a wild <laughs> time <sighs> i mean he's actually i'm not sure if it's him or if it's father or if it's father who is the head of the young israel organization or as i like to call them the young kahanis yeah and there's just like so many things that went into the storming of the Capitol last week. Like mm -hmm. like we've got this huge build up to it and like then like when it happens, they've got like less police there than during the March for Science led by Bill Nye. Right? <laughs> yeah. But you, you know Bill Nye is actually a human like nuclear bomb he's yet to detonate. But they have to, like, keep an eye on him. He's like, he's so dangerous. Don't you know that, Helen? I mean, <laughs> yeah, but he didn't explicitly say that he was going to try to storm the Capitol. <laughs> but, but Bill Nye is an implicit nuclear threat on the Capitol if he's marching through D.C. Just Don't is. you know that? Because <laughs> Bill Nye warrants FBI sniper teams, but not, you know... I openly planned on the fucking internet <coughs> coup. Can we talk about the Capitol Police? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that shit's yeah. just... Mm. <coughs> this was, like, so clearly an inside job that, like, like, the Capitol Police had their riot gear taken away and they were, like, staffed as, like, much as, like, a normal day. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was, like, one gap. <laughs> Their grand total of riot control munitions was, like, one pepper ball launcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and they didn't have any, like, backup from Metro. They didn't have any backup from, like, uh, the National Guard or anyone. It was just them, and they were understaffed and didn't have... Right gear. Like, it's so clearly, like, the the officers, like, in the chief, were like, we really should let these people in to kill Congress. Like, let's be real. Totally. Like, they even yeah. were, like, National Guard were denied, like, requests for National Guard to come in were denied. The representatives of the Maryland National Guard have, are, have been claiming that their request to send troops into dc was denied like officially like some pentagon like uniform went on jake tapper to be all like well that's because it would have taken eight to ten hours for them to like get to the armory and be fully equipped and that actually is really quite good for mobilizing a national guard unit in the face of a fucking coup attempt yeah can we just say any but any le any leftists who think that the american military is this big powerful force uh, that is ready to like that will like 
that can never be challenged. Can we just look at what was just said and just think about that for a second? Yeah. You know how how quickly that would get you killed on the battlefield? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so like it, it it's funny cuz like we're like they're not really ready for a civil war at all. And like yeah. this was but yeah, like one of the things is that we you can see in the videos cuz there's like hundreds of hours of video cuz these people don't think that they're going to be like arrested for it. Um you can see in the videos that like there's some units of the Capitol Police who are all like, oh no, you guys are going around me? Oh no. Well, I best guess I better fall back. Come on, guys. You know? And then there's others who are like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> what the hell they is actually happening? actually trying to do their And they're jobs like running and- back into the halls with a drawn gun pointing it back at them and stuff. And it's just like so clearly like there were some sergeants who were in on it and told their guys and there were some who weren't it's like incredibly obvious when you review the footage yeah like they it was sheer luck that they didn't capture the senate um because they were so focused on chasing that one black capitol police officer um that they missed um like in that building you're supposed to go right to get into the senate chambers they ran to the left because they were still chasing the dude and like like, seconds later they closed and locked the doors like this is literally like alternate history turns on a nail type shit yeah yeah for one of the nail if like even a few of them had like just abandoned chasing that guy they could have just like you know held the door and then um everyone else comes in and we'd be we'd be talking about a very different episode yeah yeah the civil war would have already started yeah, yeah. what the what the capital um, massacre means for your portfolio? <laughs> yeah, sell your stonks. Sell your stonks. <laughs> oh, it's 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 a bad one, and like you know, and there's also there were like something like a, over a hundred Republicans in Congress right then that like openly supported the storming of the Capitol. <laughs> and oh god. And like yeah. stopping the certification of <coughs> President Biden. And so there's like a huge amount of like this political backing too. Like a significant chunk. I never knew the Zodiac killer would support a coup. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think that the Zodiac Killer would uh, observe, like, the due process of law, but it turns out that, like, he doesn't respect it much at all. Who the fuck? Well, I mean, he's kind of mellow... uh, He's mellowed out since he did his last killings. Totally. Uh, You know? I mean, wasn't that... I wouldn't say he mellowed out, though. He's like, you know, he's like... He, his thirst has only grown more, but it de- it demands like an entire civil war. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Like when you're 
when you're a serial killer, you have to kill people like one or two at a time. But when you're a senator, you can kill people by the millions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But speaking of killing people by the millions, like, we should go back to that Pentagon thing. Because it wasn't until today that the Pentagon was like, oh, yeah, we're we're on Biden's side in the coup. <laughs> like, no, that's totally yeah. a competent and strategic response from, like, the head of our military. Just, yeah. you know, the Joint Chiefs of Staff in an apolitical military that's never had to do this during an election before being like, um, yeah, it goes without saying, we support the president-elect, the end. Yeah. And, and the thought the that they said this that, now, like, it was, like, that they waited. The call was coming from inside the house. Like, they, they could have stopped it at any point during the, like, they actively stopped a response. By the National Guard. Because even that whole, oh, it would have taken like 24 hours or whatever to mobilize guard units, which, you know, is not entirely wrong. It still, you know, doesn't address that the fucking mayor of D.C. was asking for guard units to be mobilized and ready on like December 30th. And even the fucking FBI in a total repeat of Bin Laden determined to attack inside U.S. um, had a report from the day before going, yeah, it looks like there's going to be fucking blood in the streets of D.C. tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's one of the things is that it's just um, all the intel was there to stop this. They deliberately chose to not. A lot of branches of it, law it, enforcement and military deliberately chose to not respond to It's almost like this. we have like multiple factions of within the national security state right now. Yeah, it's almost like you know, there's not just like you know, like Biden. It's not like there's just you know supporters of like the Biden administration, but it's almost like there's still supporters in like the Trump administration in these agencies, like. I don't know. It, it seems really close to that. Like, what do you think? It's totally not, a, you know, a throwback to the Spanish Civil War. Stop saying that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. No, Fuck. wasn't it like 1933 where, like, uh, the right-wingers tried to, like, stop the newly elected uh, Republican government from coming in? And they failed miserably? But they got, like, but they got away with it. Like, they were just, like, all, like, aw, shucks, you know? Like, this is a new republic. We'll give you guys one last chance. (laughs) (laughs) And most people are aware, but, like, some of you may not be. Three years later, uh, Spain fully descended into open civil war, and the fascists won and established a fascist monarchist dictatorship. And, you know, it started with the military marching on the capital. Yeah. As you do, with large chunks of the Spanish Guardia Seville, like their equivalent to the, like, I don't know, cops and FBI. Those are some fun historical facts, but how is this relevant to today? I don't know. I, I didn't come to this podcast to learn history. <laughs> but yeah, so like this kind of thing has like a lot of historical precedent, you know? 
like all of Latin America post 1950. Yeah, or like even like in America, this kind of stuff has happened. Like there have been multiple municipal coups, and I'm pretty sure there was that state coup in Louisiana where previously they had almost all been about like overthrowing a legally elected uh, black government, you know, like there were black people in the government and <coughs> the whiteies were like, no, I, uh, mm-hmm. I would like to, I would like to lodge a disagreement. Um, and <laughs> that disagreement usually involved lynching. Um, but hell, there was even that shit in like the late eighties, early nineties when New York elected their first black mayor ever, and the NYPD fucking rioted. I basically staged a mutiny, and were pretty essential for creating the conditions that swept Giuliani into power. Yeah, yeah, and so like what we're seeing is fucking New this York, is, like. This, this kind of thing isn't coming out of nowhere. Like, yeah. and it's kind of inevitable considering, like, the material forces at work here. Like, um... It's like, I think about it, if the Reconstruction hadn't been purposely sabotaged and cooed, and Lincoln had never been assassinated, the U.S. would have been so different now. Or even anyone other than Andrew Johnson was the vice president. Yeah. 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 And and then we're seeing... And then, like, you've got to take into consideration stuff like how a lot of the social peace um, in post-war America was predicated upon all of this economic growth. And even then, it didn't work that well. But then you see... Uh, a switch in the late 70s from trying to appease the masses with like unionization and welfare to trying to crush them with uh, the war on drugs and trickle down economics and stuff. But, um, which by the way, it has to be said was a stupid and self defeating move because the whole post war Keynesian consensus that was reached in the US and Western Europe was built partly on the very grim determination to not allow this thing called the 30s and the Second World War to happen again. And they did that by going, let's just make sure everyone's like prosperous and secure enough and not worrying about their like daily lives that they don't join the Communist Party or start forming fascist militias or something. Yeah, so they fucked that up. Um... <laughs> And, like, we're looking at, like, how, like, the response from the Democrats to, like, in 2008 to the, to the uh, Great Recession, you know, they didn't respond with a, here's a new deal, you know, <laughs> let's try to do this, like, Keynesian thing again. Let, no, they doubled down on the neoliberal trickle-down shit. I think, like, yeah. we also have to take in mind that, like, you know, George H.W. Bush and, like, Bush Jr. had their parts to play in this, too. Like, the neoconservatives were trying to uh, 
you know, delay the decline in the rate of profit over time, like, you know, delay a capitalist crisis by expanding new markets. And to some degree, they managed to succeed with, like, Iraq, but, you know, with the formation, but with the formation of the national security state, it unleashed all of these, like, fascist forces within America that had been that laid dormant for a long time. Like, after 9-11 and with the rise of the Patriot Act, the fear of the other became, like, a huge part of the U.S. again. And it's always been a huge part of the U.S. again. But that would became a central tenet. And if you, like, did not agree with that, you were seen as a traitor. Or that you were, at, or at worst, and at best, you were belittling the deaths of, like, the people killed in the, like, the collapse of the two trade towers. Oh, yeah. Especially because, like, you know, it's easy for anyone who's not, like, an old, like, we are to forget to remember this, but there was, like, the anti-globalization movement and the battle for Seattle and, like, this whole, like, knockdown, drag-out fight happening in the streets of the United States and Europe leading up to the late 90s over shit like NAFTA and how the direction the EU was going and all of that just got totally derailed by the war on terror oh yeah absolutely like there's so many things that have been happening for the past 50 years that just keep reinforcing um they keep reinforcing the fascist mindset and uh giving them chum i think like (laughs) you know but also and i think like a lot part of it too is that like nixon like when he was president, like a lot of like a lot of the things we see today in the U.S. have its roots in Nixon's administration, and I mean there are greater structural reasons like why this stuff has happened, but like Nixon administration played a huge role in that, like with the Southern strategies to start off with. Yeah, exactly. The, the the whole electoral strategy of the Republicans for the past fifty years has been, uh, you know, like focusing on how. Our country is being undermined from forces and within, you know, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the drug and war then, started with Nixon. And then while at the same time, uh, so many, so many uh, like white American males are being like declassed thanks to the uh, accumulation of capital. Like where there's been a very rapid uh, destruction of small businesses and consolidation by large businesses. And there I mean, is like, a reaction to, to like, that by those small business owners, by people who are yeah. in, who used to be or are still a part of that class. Like, we really have to, like, zoom forward. It's not just, like, at the small business level too like it's also been not helped by that that's come with like an explosion of fucking like media conglomerates like fucking fox news like it's like the economic conditions have been changing and the way people get their information's been like totally altered by the rise of these just behemoths like rupert murdoch's empire and ted turner's like private fiefdom that just didn't exist before the 90s they straight up didn't exist like the way and then what we got news happened was so different that there's now you have like networks who 
actively make a profit off of yes let's encourage crypto fascist propaganda let's actively spread paranoid race baiting bullshit because it gets eyeballs and makes money here is that with these like big media conglomerations like hollywood like the hollywood that baudrillard talks about it took over like journalism in the united states where it turned it into this like big spectacle like it was not just like oh you know some news you watch on tv just like read the paper no it became like a, a not about like a, a, a thriller novel it became like a big hollywood movie that you were watching i mean that was what the like first iraqi war was like it was the first major war that was like broadcast like a movie to the american public and the American public could not get enough because that drug was imperialism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what we're seeing is that, like, these these people are generally fairly well off because they're part of, like, the class in America that disciplines labor. They're <coughs> small business owners. They're managers. They're soldiers and cops. Um, and – or sometimes – Sometimes they're all, sometimes they're all of that at the same time. Like that lady who got fucking popped in the neck. Like <laughs> she was literally an Air Force cop who became a small bit, uh, a woman who ran her husband's small business with him. Like <laughs> it was, it was a pool business, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were like what, uh, like pool treaters or something. Um, there was even that realtor who flew to DC on her private chat. Yeah. Oh, and, so, and so we're seeing people who are like, and like, this is not no the working doubt, class. Like, yeah, these are not the working class. These are people who are often being, uh, feeling betrayed or left behind in a lot of ways by current society. It's, it's- but not it's almost like, but it's like, it's maybe like you should be. Space is a petite bourgeoisie. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, uh, I don't know. Maybe possibly like mm-hmm. sh- it, maybe we should not trust small business owners and landlords and like, you know, Karen's who like have like a really big Etsy shop. They make a lot of money off of. No guys, guys, the small business owners are America. And America is good, and we love America. And okay, so, okay. let's. If the small business <laughs> owners are America, then let's kill America. <laughs> if America is good, then I don't care about being bad. Ooh, you nasty. <laughs> you naughty. Um, <laughs> but for real, like, it's. It, there's a lot of. Um, this kind of thing has been building up for a while, and it has precedence. A lot of people um, who are like liberal analysts have been like absolutely shocked, or they're blaming stuff like social media, you know. But this is not America, Wait. Helen. It's not America. This is not America. Is better than this. Yeah. On social media, totally wouldn't even be the thing it is if they hadn't created this neoliberal hellhole and allowed for the effective privatization of the internet. You know. Just yeah, gonna yeah, put yeah. that out there. It would... <laughs> it really... It wouldn't be this bad. But, like, this is something that is caused by class antagonisms. 
and I mean, ultimately I feel like by... it really started. Hmm? I really feel like it, like those class antagonisms that you mentioned about, like they really started to like push off, like with the Great Recession, like the collapse of the middle class. You know that contains a lot of the petite bourgeoisie. And, you know, the failure of the Obama administration to, like, meet the demands of, like, progressives. And, like, you basically, like, got, like, these, like, class antagonisms that started to intensify. And, like, we can't forget that, the, like, the Republican Party, like, back, like, in 2010, they opened the Pandora's box with the Tea Party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, uh... like, all of this stems from the fucking Tea Party. It it does. This is like direct descendant. That's why Straight you see line. guys like Ted Cruz supporting the KO. Yeah, I mean this. <clears throat> like, I don't know. This was bandied about a lot back in the day. Um, oh, quite a few of us who are like observing the, you know, the rise of the militia movement and you know, the ascent of, like, the far right, um, you know, after, like, all those, all those fucking debacles in the 1990s, the OKC bombing and all that fun stuff. It's, um, ugh, how to put this, um, a lot of us wondered if, you know, eventually the party would would split from, well, I, I didn't call it this back then, but it's internal contradictions. Um, the Tea Party Entryist Project was at odds with, like, the rest of the party. Um, because it's like, it's not that, like, ideologically they disagreed that much. It was more how to put it it was like is weren't we got a good grift going how dare you interfere with it <laughs> and like the tea party won but that that other faction didn't exactly lose either and now <laughs> and now it's brought us here and it's also paralleled this, like, shift in uh, some elements of the military, but particularly law enforcement that's happened because of the Forever War, where you're getting a lot of... Because, like, cops have always recruited veterans. It's just been a thing. But because of the Forever War and how it's played out, you've had this consistent trickle of increasingly, like, totally far-right like veterans going into the police and becoming yeah. cops and sheriffs and shit like that. And like, I mean, the cops were already like assholes, no question. Like red squads were a thing back in the fifties and sixties and seventies and shit for a lot of reasons. But this is kind of like this steady, like you could say like the ground has been being laid and there's been like white nationalist mm -hmm. groups deliberately encouraging this too throughout and this the thing whole is, period. Like Silver yeah. talked about this the other day, but every time the FBI has tried to invest like the white supremacist infiltration into police forces, every single time the, poli the police they've investigated have rather them out to local white supremacist gangs. 
Yeah. And to their fellow police. Like, they can't develop the relationships they need to investigate, you know, local, county, state departments because there's no way for them to... Where where do you find the trust? Where do you find people that you can trust to, you know, not snitch on you and give you the intelligence you need to, like, nail the fascists to the wall? Um, in some departments, you can do it, but if, like, if the department is small enough, there is nothing you can do. Um, and if you've let it fester, as long as, like, say, the Portland Police Bureau has... I mean, there's nothing you I can mean, do. <laughs> they planted like a hot uranium seed at the beginning, and like, and it's grown from there. I mean, they literally recruited the German American Bund. Like, for those who don't know, the German American Bund back during like pre World War II and during World War II were German Americans who supported the fucking Nazis. Like, they literally recruited the German-American Nazi, original Nazi movement, not the neo-Nazis, the original Nazi movement in the United States for the Portland Portland Police Bureau. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Portland Police Association, which was, uh, it wasn't the first police union in the United States, but it was the model for most other police unions in the United States. And they're one of the most successful ones. There's yep. there's a reason why a lot of Portland actions have alternated between hitting the PPB and the PPA. Because, like, they, they aren't quite the same thing, but it's a distinction without a difference. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so yeah, it's like, the <laughs> what the fuck do you do with that? Like, even if you've got to uphold this entire fucking system, if you've got to have police, which is, you know, I fundamentally disagree with, but let's go with this for a second. It's like, what the hell can you do? Like, where are you going to find a few hundred patrol officers who have no ties to the PPB or PPA to reform the department with, to well replace the department with and the answer the answer is you can't i mean we're probably gonna have to abolish the police simply because we have no other choice um you know even under that like like, are the democrats are the democrats willing to do that like the democratic party are they willing to do that no they're not interested in that they'll they'll i mean they were probably purged like if Mark Kruger were still around, they they would be like, "Okay, you gotta fire him. You gotta fire him right now." Um, and we'll, we'll we'll give you all the political coverage you need. Just fire the fucker. Um, and you know, then they would be like, "Well, we got the Nazis, so you know, you have nothing okay, more so- to bitch about." <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, what we're what we're seeing here is like we're like seeing like a lot of the uh, liberal uh, response to this coup being the lionization of the police who just barely stopped it, like the like the four cops, literally, literally, <laughs> who, like who kept- the call is coming from inside the house. 
we have so much evidence that the Capitol Police basically are huge, if not responsible for it, like, we're the, like, the major actor in this. And, like, we have the national security state that has a lot of Trumpists in it already. Like, the DHS and ICE already are filled to the brink with Trumpists. Like, what do you do about DHS? What do you do about ICE? Like, the only way you'd be able to deal with that is by abolishing these agencies and the people involved with them going up against the wall. And Democrats fundamentally aren't going to do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why would they? I mean, as far as they're... As far as they're concerned, like, you know, hanging out a few people to dry as, like, an extreme example, um, you know, like, a few more than have already been hung out to dry because, like... Uh, more than a couple of like the Capitol Police leadership have essentially fallen on their swords um, to preserve their organization because, like, well, some of the even if they weren't complicit, yeah, yeah. It, Where did they kill like, them? Sometimes it was for you. Yeah, you kill them. <laughs> you kind of get the feeling that these are the schmucks that were like left out. The everybody else was in on this except for the poor bastards who actually tried to do their job and got absolutely wrecked for it because they were hung out to dry by their bosses like yeah it's like fuck i'm sweating over which red button to hit here like a sympathy for the poor bastards because they're getting screwed over by the bosses or <laughs> fuck them they're still cops and here's the thing like even let's just ignore the like the dhs ice uh like you know and other agencies align with Trump, like fundamentally align with Trump. Like, let's just ignore them for a second. Like, let's assume that all of the like three-letter like intelligence like spooky agencies all across the United States have a statistically average amount of like Trump of Trump loyalists in them. Mm -hmm. Even if, the United States is huge. Even if you were to purge all of the Trump loyalists within the like air within DC and like the area around DC, like this circuit of like but federal power, there's still all of these other parts of the United States and all these other offices that have their own slush funds, like, their own, like, their own connections. Like, they have, like, their on-the-book stuff, they also have their off-the-book stuff. Like, how do you address all that? Like, sooner or later, you know, some, you know, fucking, like, smug FBI agent with, a, with his dick out is gonna see a wasp nest Stick his dick in there, and it's gonna be a big fucking explosive affair, and then the guns start firing. And the guns don't stop firing for maybe another four or five years. Yeah, there's, uh... It's not a good situation, we'll say it in the least. And, yeah. like, in the reaction of, like, the Democrats and the Republicans is... Uh not really helping it's it's not really helping too much um yeah so the reaction of the democrats and the republicans <laughs> is definitely not helping things um we're seeing like democrats they're like it, it looks like they they actually are going to try to uh impeach trump but also we're seeing stuff like biden being like this is a time to like reach out and find unity with the Republicans who tried to kill me. You know, um, they can find unity with the Republicans in the same way a head finds unity with the blade of a guillotine. Totally. 
Yeah. Oh, God. And, and they're they're responding by doing things like lionizing the police and the FBI and stuff instead of like actually directly, um, like they 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 refuse to see their enemies and thus they can't fight them. Like publicly, they're refusing. I mean, I there's definitely been a bit of a rift there in that we're pretty consistently seeing like the members of like the left wing of the democratic party are going full knives out like cory bush the new representative from ferguson who took out some like long time blue dog like her first resolution was hi i'd like to invoke the 14th amendment to like throw out 130 republican representatives because they're fucking traitors yeah as it says in the constitution um and like ayanna presley and like all the people who are on like the left edge of the party have all been very appropriately going this was a seditious fascist coup we would like to shit can every single one of the motherfuckers who backed this and like ilhan omar was the one who wrote the impeachment resolution yeah yeah we're seeing we're seeing good like that's it's funny because the like far left seems to be the most moderate of the democrats because the most like moderate kind of action you can have in response to like an attempted coup would be to purge the people who attempted the coup. That's like a basic thing, you know. That's a that's a very but, but, but moderate. If you, but if you actually response. hold the coup the coupers accountable, then you know you're being a radical, and we have to accept them into our fold. Who cares if they have knives? We have to hug them. Maybe they won't stab us. Have you ever thought about that, Helen? Like have literally, you- at least ten Republican leg- like ten Republican congressmen walked into Congress today, and they pushed their way around the metal detector. Like, that- are you fucking kidding me? Oh yeah, no, that happened just earlier today, and like. Like, they might literally have knives <laughs> to step okay, in the okay. back with. Okay, who wants to start a betting poll? How long until we have not just a fist fight, but a knife fight in Congress? Uh, I don't think it'll be a knife fight. I think it'll be brass knuckles. Oh, okay. Gunplay. Gunplay. Have you ever I'm thought they might bring multiple weapons to this fight? Like knives and brass knuckles? Maybe somebody has like a little pistol. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh yeah, no, one of those no, old like school the, der- derringers. There's there is a lady who says that like she refuses to like not carry a gun in Congress. Remember that lady, Lauren Boebert. She is going to be carrying her Glock every day. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> and so like I, I want to put it, my marker absurd. down on her waving the gun around and then like shooting wildly and mostly like scuffing up the paintwork yeah and so like we're seeing like this like absurd reaction where like the centrists are like acting like extreme right wingers in that they won't punish any like participants in a coup d'etat um in an attempted coup d'etat like and the left wing is acting like very moderate in terms of like the response being like, Hey, maybe we should uh, punish people for insurrection 
at all. But again, that's not the American way. Uh, we know this from 1865. Uh, totally. We're about to we're about to have another one of those. But um, there are some Republicans who are jumping ship, though, who are like trying to like ditch. That Can we whole talk side. about the American Tory himself? Oh yeah. So that's been fun. Like, the, and not just more him, like, just like more Liz like Cheney the too. American Turtle. <laughs> we're to, and for anybody you confused, guys can, we're talking about Mitch McConnell. <laughs> you guys, don't worry. You hold your applause because uh, mm-hmm. we've got to move this along. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. So Mitch just jumped ship as of time of recording. He has like not officially, but you know, through clerk sources close to Mitch McConnell, who happened to be speaking to the New York Times, has been all like, yeah, I would totally support impeachment. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> Honestly, like, the Coors, like, biggest mistake was not getting the turtle on their side. That probably, that's probably it. I mean, he probably, he probably would have gone, gone along if, like, um, if it was a fait accompli, like, you know, they're they're basically just sitting around deciding. We are now in the sixth day of the hostage crisis. Um, the plotters are still deciding who to kill. Uh, most of the Democrats are already dead, but, you know, this takes time. And it, in that case, I could see McConnell pleading for his life. Um, successfully, but <laughs> McConnell would not would not just believe for his life. He would gain leadership of the movement, and he would have the American corporate like capitalist networks licking his boots to thank him for keeping Biden out of power. Yeah, yeah. He's the American Tory. Like he's a fascist, and he's smart. Oh yeah, he knows better than to like not stick around for this shit. He knows it's blowing up, and he wants to make this you know work for him and for his party. He's ultimately not Trump's creature; he's his own like creature of the party as he sees it. So you know, it's not surprising he's going along with it. It's going to make it easier for him and the GOP to try to do something about the Trumpists and take back the wheel, like. Yeah, I don't think that'll work. Fuck no. I mean, he wants like, to take gonna... he wants to take the wheel for himself. It this is not like there is no principle here. The... I mean, that's a, that's a tricky thing. Is is like the Republican Party is splitting between like the McConnellists and the Stormists, and we don't know who's going to be like taking the the flag of the Republican Party with them. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I'm not, I'm not sure that, like, the Trumpists, the Stormists, whatever you would like to call them, we don't really have a good name for them, for, like, the system oppositionalist wing of the party, but... I mean, it's like, it's anyone's guess as to who who comes out on top with, like, 
you know, enough remnants of the Republican machine that they can actually do something. Um, but, I mean, that doesn't mean that Democrats should rest easy either. Um, Are you telling me that we won't have, like, a blue rule for, like, centuries and centuries from here on out? Are you telling me that politics is actually complicated? Yes. Um, yes. I will say that politics will continue after this. Um, I know it might not be, like, exactly PC, but I do believe that uh, there will be more politics after this month. Yeah. Yeah. There will be another yes. season politics of American politics. politics. <laughs> yes, yes. But it, we're, it's, we're, we're moving on from being a legislative drama to a civil war drama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And assuming, you know, best case scenario for these fucks is like, on one hand, the Republican Party splitting between fascists and not fascist is like, if Biden doesn't totally fuck up, open up things, if, you know, the not fascists say, okay, we're not going to reflexively stop legislation from happening because clearly that is a problem for us now. Um, I mean, that still, you know, does leaves plenty of room for Biden to still totally fuck things up and not do enough. But let's say that happens and the GOP splits. That's <laughs> the shotgun that's holding together the sham marriage called the Democratic Party. Ooh. Like, the GOP ceasing to be unified party is gonna fucking... When was the last time the two-party system broke down? Like, completely? Like, the late 1850s? Oh, wait. There That's might have been a civil I... war after that. I'm not sure. Something about blues it's, it's and weird. grays. It's weird how we keep going back to uh, the 1850s and 60s. That's weird. Huh. We did not look into that. Total coincidence. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like we're we're seeing stuff like that like really does uh, show how serious this is, uh, largely by the reactions. Can we talk about the Yeah, let's talk about the reactions, but let's start about uh um how the DOD is having to consider the political revi- reliability of the soldiers at the inauguration. Oh, that's yeah. fun shit. Yeah, they that's had... Nothing wrong. Totally normal country. <laughs> they totally... They announced that they were vetting the, the soldiers for political reliability. Like, that is such a... That's like... Ah! Oh my god. And like, if they actually do... We gotta, like, stop the legionaries from marching on Rome. You know? Mm -hmm. Keep them on the other side of the Rubicon. Yeah! Like, they're literally like, yeah, uh, uh, Julius Caesar? Um, Caesar, uh, we would like you to keep the legionaries on your side of the Rubicon. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's so nice of you. Thanks. Okay, Um, but here's the thing. Right before this coup, what all the, like, the, like, Fashy chuddy types around Trump are saying was to cross the fucking Rubicon. They were literally saying that. Trump yeah. has crossed the Rubicon. And he tried uh, anyway. Turns out he can't so, swim. And so we're seeing <laughs> them like 
vet these guys for political reliability while Trump is sending in his own guys. He like Trump actually like publicly has mobilized DHS and FEMA for the inauguration. Like and those are his two branches that he's he's got, you know? And <laughs> like he's got his own he's got his own like special teams in DHS that like he's created for the express purpose of hitting me with a rubber bullet. Like uh-huh. Uh-huh. And a lot of people are being busted instantly for um violating the integrity of like monuments and statues. Yeah, which was his uh, oh, executive yeah. order. It's so beautiful. Like, you know how, like, how there was that guy who killed himself by electrocuting himself in the balls? This is, like, the political equivalent of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, you know, and, like, and the thing is, like, this is actually, um, this is actually completely fucking up the political situation, regardless of how, like, the Democrats want to pretend it's not, like, changed anything. Like, we're seeing stuff like uh, J.P. Morgan is refusing to make political contributions for at least the next six months. They're just like... There are three constants in the United States. In the United States, death, taxes, and buying politicians. You don't stop buying politicians unless you think the entire political house of cards is about to collapse. Or if the house of Morgan is terminally fucked and they don't want anyone to know because i mean you know or the fun answer is both like this exactly this stupid year hasn't had a repeat of 2008 yet so maybe they're going to be our lehman oh Ooh. yay another firm down um <sighs> but they're not the only ones can like, we talk about the eu just for cor- a second here oh yeah like, so the that's most hilarious thing Man, that's so fucking like so yeah mike pompeo decided hey that now's the time to go on a state visit well mike pence is apparently desperately trying to make sure it looks like the u.s has a functioning government so the rest of the world doesn't wonder why daddy's no longer getting drunk and shouting in <laughs> public anymore um and he tr- shows up in brussels and the EU and Luxembourgian governments both just straight up snubbed him and refused to see the chief diplomat for the United States of America. The EU has decided to stop <laughs> recognizing the Trump the Trump aligned US government. They recognize the Biden aligned US government, but they've chosen their side. Mm. They they don't recognize like they don't recognize P- Pompeo as a legitimate p- political party any longer. That is unprecedented. Yep. Yeah, we're at the point where they're like, we don't recognize the government of the United States of America. Um, or at least a section of it, which is can you, wild. Can you imagine, like, ten years ago, like, on alternate history forums, like, if you said that, like, you know, ten years from now, the... <clears throat> The like EU will stop recognizing the United States 
political government, or at least part of it. People, I told you that that is alien space bat shit. Yeah, no, that is alien you, space bat shit. You make a post on that forum and be in two thousand in the beginning of two thousand eleven and be like, in ten years, Donald President Donald Trump will try to overthrow the government with an angry mob. Supported by the Capitol Police because he lost an election during a pandemic that's killed 500,000 Americans. Like, 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 you're like the dumbest piece of shit on the internet. The <laughs> oh, and by the way, the guy that backstory. stops it, the, the one guy that stops it is a black cop named Eugene Goodman. Like, the fucking Fallout verse in their backstory, the thing that causes the whole, like, iron-fisted military dictatorship is a pandemic that kills something in the low thousands of people and leads to a nationwide stay-at-home order. It, yeah, it kills, like, 100,000 people, and it leads to it, a nationwide stay-at-home order lockdown that they use to usher in, like, uh... Like, they used to stop all kinds of protests and stuff for, like, the rest of American history. They, just so people are aware, they started concentration camps as a result of this plague in the Fallout universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, uh, totally. they have quarantine camps where, uh, <coughs> where they're, like, just concentration camps for undesirables. But, like, it's, it's you know, so funny because, totally like... fantastical, right? The, it, it's, it's funny because... The idea is that the U.S. government would be able to effectively respond in any way to a pandemic. <laughs> Even in a dystopian apocalyptic open world RPG, we're assuming that the U.S. government will at least take the health of the nation's citizens at least somewhat seriously. <laughs> yeah, they would at least try to stop a pandemic. Like, like actually try. <laughs> but yeah, so um, what we're trying to say is that uh, we're doing worse off than the fallout universe um and the writers really need to get this shit like wrapped up they're need like they, they, they've gone off the rails and it's it's nasty it, it's silly yeah it's just what the fuck and it's like that we're seeing shit on this scale that all of this is just falling apart so hard and so fast is shit's breaking down and people should probably start thinking about what you're going to do. Cause I mean, okay, to put it out there, cause we do have to entertain all like, you know, potential realities here for a sec. Cause who knows what the fuck's coming next? Like the Biden people have to thread a needle at a thousand yards to not see things potentially go really sideways in some way or another. They just have to, you know, deal with an insurgent, actively violent far right, um, a completely dysfunctional government with an administration stuck in the fucking 40s, and deal with an unprecedented economic crisis while also facing off a health crisis. You know. They also have to reconcile with the left wing of the Democratic Party, and there's no fucking way in hell that they are gonna do that. Or at least, like, like sufficiently would... go full New Deal Bismarck enough to 
take the steam out of the left by fixing people's economic misery and ending neoliberalism. And even if they do manage to thread this needle, we're looking at something like the Troubles. Because we're already getting blocks blown up by these... We've been in the Troubles for 30 years. Now there's just bombs involved with the Troubles. Like big bombs that destroy infrastructure. What, you mean like in Oklahoma City? I mean, uh, Nashville? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Miss Silver, can you talk about what happened to the telecommunications infrastructure because of this bomb? Okay, sure. Um, Alright, so it's probably... I, I think that Def kind of overestimated like what exactly went down. Um... Because not all cities structure their central office facility and everything like this. Um, basically, what Warner blew up was the Nashville central office. Uh, the central office is... Um, it's the part of the... Uh, it was originally called the central office because, you know, literally all phone connections went to there. The trunk line um, for long distance originated from there to, um, you know, the next point in the network and the next and the next and the next. Um, but, like, all of the exchanges in the phone network would converge on a central office. And what's happened um, is that while the central office isn't quite as important as it used to be um, because of deregulation and such, it still represents like uh, like several things. Um, one, it's where they store obviously their um, their primary switch for all of Nashville's telephone exchanges um, and, you know, and surrounding environs. So, um, like, basically, most things in that area code would eventually um, end up in that office. Um, the other half of it is, like, their internet connection. Um, the way, like, last mile works is you have to connect to like the AT&T part of the internet uh, when you like when you um, you know call someone on discord or something it sends a signal from you to um, your DSLAM or whatever it is and eventually it makes its way to um, a backbone connection um, which is where you get outside of the AT&T subnet for your area. Um, in some cases, um, you're on private transit, so, you know, you're still within AT&T's, like, internal section of the internet, but eventually you have to come out and... Um, for historical reasons, that's usually the central office. The uh, they you know peer between like 
all the other networks and the tier one um, transit provider um, at that office. This this is pretty long-winded, but all of it is to say that, like, this was, like, half of Tennessee's entire network for AT&T customers. Um, and also, it meant that the backbone itself uh, was compromised. So, all of that to... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one RV bomb managed to take out, like, most of an area code and several area codes surrounding it. Um, some stuff worked if you could get a route, but, like, if you com- stay completely out of the, the POTS, the plain old telephone system, you could theoretically complete a call originating from Nashville, but, um, that doesn't always work. Um, I like all of this like the central office is pretty like, fucking important for phone yeah, calls. Exactly. <laughs> and all of this is to say is that the, uh, the infrastructure in the United States is much more vulnerable than people think it is. Mm-hmm. Like the infrastructure to you know go what um, the coming insurrection talks about. Infrastructure is the fabric of power. Yeah. If you can shatter that, that breaks what holds the United States together. Like, and like this, like, the president that I fear with the Nashville bombing is that it, is that it means that, like, other rightists can see what happened and then see how easy it was done. And they could do it again, and they're not going to be mindful about casualties next time. Like, we're entering into, like, a full-on, like, you know, suicide bomber era, like, at minimum. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't guarantee that they would necessarily be successful because Warner had inside knowledge of basically um, AT&T's local topology. So, like... The thing is, like, a lot of this knowledge is not that hard to do if you know which public records to look up. Well, I mean, it, it requires a certain amount of it requires a certain amount of specialized knowledge. Like, you know, the reason I even know the term central office is because, you know, I was really into phone freaking as a kid. Um, or, like, you know, what they used to be able to do historically. So, you know, I, I know most of the terminology you would need to know to, like, pick out, okay, um, where did they put the switches? Where did they put um, their backbone are they in the same place or are you just bombing like um, a glorified DSLAM cabinet which is bad yes but that only compromises like a few hundred houses worth of connection yeah. like, <laughs> like, even, <laughs> but even then like we're not just talking about like, telecommun- telecommunications infrastructure like there's like other like other infrastructure in the United States to literally quote the U.S. Army like Corps of Engineers is shipwrecks, literal shipwrecks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty like appallingly bad across the board, and we're looking at the fact that the military has to even make sure units are reliable 
And I mean, sure, we're probably going to see some symbolic firings of people who were blatantly involved, but you know, I don't think outside of the armed forces anyway, because they are actually really good at purging themselves. Like they did after Vietnam to completely change how they operated. And that was just over a war um, (laughs) that they lost. And, you know, that, but the rest of it, like the security services and all that, that that's going to be kind of a pain in the ass to clean out. There's all it's these fucking chuds running the around. Like, as I, I termed it earlier, it's literally an FBI agent sticking his dick into a wasp nest. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I guess what I was saying there was basically, I'm not sure they're ever going to uh, hit a target that that's that's like that impactful, partly because the old model of routing everything to a CO no longer makes that much sense um, because of the way that like the telephone network, the cellular networks, and, like, the wired internet, that model no longer makes sense, but the reason Nashville's like that is because since when does Bell South spend any money on infrastructure? (laughs) And, like, we have a lot of very old infrastructure in the United States. Like, that's the problem. It's not... Yeah, yeah, like, if it's... Infrastructure spending is not a thing. And, like, when the U.S. like government decides, oh, what if we just give the money to the corporation so they do it, so it's private spending, therefore it's free market economy good, that the, the these corporations just give it to buying stocks back and executive bonuses. Like, Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's literally what happened to um, the money that was given for the National Broadband Initiatives. Um, they just basically stuffed it in their pockets and went, what money? Uh, give us more. Um, and, like, there, there was a plan to, like, have, like, a 45 megabit up-down symmetrical links um, from from the curb to the central office. Like, that, w- that was the original plan, um, you know, way back in the late 90s. And basically what happened was the telcos just pocketed it all. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where we are. We got the security services may or may not have been involved in this coup, and at least some of them were. The military is making sure that they're actually loyal to the legal government and probably reassigning any of questionable loyalty to, like, man the colorado coastal defense batteries and yeah so where does that leave you know anybody who's not wearing a uniform or a suit and tie like guess it starts with you know talk to your neighbors talk to your friends everybody's freaking out justifiably so so maybe you know do something productive with that Treat this like a natural disaster. The communities that survive natural disasters better are the ones that have more solidarity between each other. Yeah. Like, know your neighbors, be involved with community organizing, be involved in, like, mutual aid networks. Um, 
Like, get involved, you know, if you're not involved in a union already, unionize, or if you're in a union, be as militant as possible. Like, grow your own food, have supplies on hand, like, get a sense of, like, what your city looks like, understand, you know, what local plants you can eat. Like, there's a lot you can do. Like, it's simple steps. I mean, it ultimately terminates if we want, that terminates in us, like, if we want to be able to defend ourselves, that we need to be forming, uh, like, you know, like leftist collective armed self-defense organizations but the only way we can do that sustainably is by pe with by building people power and we need to build people power yeah like the i mean way back when i mean hell when they first started when anarchists first started trying to like get that sort of shit together in the first place i mean a lot of the old um ABC Firearms Caucus stuff is gone from the internet. I checked. Um, it was a really long time ago, like 2008, 2009. But they talked about, like, you know, this isn't just a hobby for us. This is, like, we need self-defense so that we can build the organizations. Um, if all we have is the self-defense organization, then there's nothing for it to defend and if you only build if you only build like the mass organizations then you have nothing to defend them with um and so you, you kind of need to do both <laughs> like what I'm saying is that we need to be building a rainbow coalition. It starts with talking with your neighbors. It starts with being involved in community organizations. And I'm talking about like the you know local Becky Association. I'm talking about like you know like you know community leftist organizing. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like yeah. we're living in a world where the least weird thing that's happened in the last week was. Donald Trump allegedly, like, saying the following to Mike Pence. You can either go down in history as a patriot, or you can go down in history as a pussy. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Fucking A. You see what we're dealing with? Yeah. He has, like, tried to cross the Rubicon, and... Shit, it, we're about to go into a fucking civil war. So, I think, you know, we should end things off with John Brown and Malcolm X and Angela Davis was right. We need to build uh, people power. We need to build a rainbow coalition. We need to, like, get, like, unions on a general strike yesterday. And there are steps we can take to get there, step by step. You know, be discreet, understand security culture, like, don't shout round random stuff on the internet that would get you, like, looked at by a three-letter agency. Like, this is not just the protection of, you know, this is not just for the sake of, like, making, like, our politics better. This is a stake. If the rightists win this civil war, we will see genocide in the United States, like, something that we only saw with, like, genocide against indigenous nations and black people in this country. Mm -hmm. And it is tied to those processes. So um, we are entering into the danger zone. We are on a highway to it. I'm Dr. Spider.
I'm Miss Silver. And I'm St. Helen. <laughs> we read through this shit through. So you don't have to. Good luck out there. Solidarity forever. All power to the people. Don't get <laughs>